0: Takeoff. This is Tales of the Town. I'm Delincy Parham. And I'm Abbas King.
1: In our last episode, we took a dive into the history of Oakland's music. We gave y'all insight on how the Black community of 7th Street in West Oakland helped mold the sounds of jazz, blues, and rock and roll across the world. We also spent some time looking into the influence of the Black Panther Party, as their message of self-determination surfaced not only in the lyrics, but in how artists in the town chose to conduct their business.
0: When you ask artists both in and out of Oakland what makes us unique, you're likely to hear something about our individuality. Something
2: about the West Coast, ah. it makes me want to ride. Shake your
0: our history of setting trends instead of following them, and how we consistently find ways to expand our reach despite not having much industry infrastructure in place. To sum it up, artists in Oakland forged their own path by any means necessary. And what that has led to is creativity and originality that separates our city from other places throughout the country. We were able to sit down and talk with recording artist and songwriter Guapalé. The broader world might know her for a hit record Closer, which has been sampled and covered by superstars like Drake.
2: Big Dreams, no tolerance, cut you
0: and here in the town, she's a star. Here she is speaking to the trend-setting nature of Oakland artists.
3: Outcast, who's one of my favorite groups, says Hiro and Souls of Mischief inspired them. And, you know, even Eminem says that and all these things. And I think people don't always get credit. Oakland and the Bay Area has always been trendsetters. And I think it's like, one, there's never been a huge music industry there.
1: And in Oakland... The lack of industry, in some way, it led to more creativity because everyone was just being they self, free from corporate influence or control.
3: So people are more free,
2: maybe?
3: And, and inhibited to just be creative and create different sounds and have just always had a unique sound.
0: This creative, different, and unique sound of Oakland music that she's referring to has led to artists coming here to get the sauce. And by sauce, I mean our distinct culture. We tapped in with the legendary Tajay of Soza Mischief, and hieroglyphics.
4: Artists know because they come out here to dip in the culture. Not to steal it or anything, but because it's one of them last places left, like a Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Or like Atlanta, where you can go and still get some active, vibrant, living black culture, you know? But it's weird because the industry just doesn't know. But the industry kind of does know too. You know, the whole jerking movement, all that stuff. If you ask the artists, they like, yeah, we was trying to do it like the town, you know? A lot of the music that is deemed popular right now is just like, all oh, shit from the town. We have been a Black enclave, and, and thus a manufacturer of culture.
1: Tyroglyphics. Tyroglyphics.
0: Tyroglyphics. 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 And Tajay isn't just talking out the side of his neck. Like Guapalé said earlier, some of the biggest rappers in the world have gone on record to talk about the influence he and the rest of the hieroglyphics crew had on their development in sound. In fact, Here's Andre 3000 giving his praises to Hiro. I have to, you know, give a shout out to Hyroglyphic's um, crew and so is a mission because as kids, we were hugely influenced by them. Like they actually, like when it comes to rap, I would say, you know, a tribe in Hiro had their thing that was different from everybody else. So, you know, when we came out, you definitely could hear the West Coast influence in our rhymes. So as you can see, despite
1: the lack of industry, Oakland has produced some of the greatest acts and most influential hits of all time. Artists from the town that realized they could combat the lack of industry infrastructure with communal culture. Tim House, who was a manager, tour manager, and all-around music guru, he talked about how close and tight-knit the Oakland music scene was when he was starting his career.
5: When I moved back to Oakland, I just lived in an area called Pill Hill, where a lot of other artists at that time were also living. So when I say artists, I mean like literally across the hall for me, you know, is DJ Icewater, who DJed for Black Alicious, and a lot of Cats on Quantum, I and Zion and Grouch, and the Living Legends. But then two doors down was Andre Nicotina. Around the corner was was Picasso from The Living Legends. Up the street was Planet Asia. Around the other corner was A-Plus from Hieroglyphics and Pep Love from Hieroglyphics. And then Mystic stayed right across the street from them. And then these other cats, Anticon, also stayed in my neighborhood. So it was literally like just coming out the house. And I I was damn near in it.
1: Tim House is doing is painting a picture of just how small Oakland actually is, and how the geography of the town led to the close knit nature of the people, and in turn,
5: the artists. So that wall of whatever in between the, the artist and the fan, or the artist and the prospective promoter, or whatever, it's 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 already gone because you know I'm I'm a neighbor. You know, and neighbors are like part of your life.
1: Community is a major theme when it comes to music in Oakland. And if it wasn't for community, a black community, we wouldn't have hip-hop legends like Hiro.
4: I don't think people really understand when we talk about a black city. Like, when I was little, I probably, until I was six or seven years old, I thought everybody on earth was black. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have no TV. Everybody that I saw all day was black. If I did see a white person say in a movie or something like that, I just thought they were a really light-skinned black person, you know?
0: And remember, Oakland was and still is highly segregated. That Jim Crow segregation in the South also migrated to Oakland, and it manifested itself in the form of redlining. This created the ghettos of Oakland. And even though the media often paints these neighborhoods in a negative light, this is where folks connected. Tajay spoke about how he met the other members of hieroglyphics.
4: Well, we all grew up on 82nd and Aster, so Casual lives on 82nd and Aster. I used to live on Aster. A-plus lived on Nay. Opio lived on Golf Links, and then Fest lived a little bit further up in Dell. Dell lived on uh, Twin Oaks right next to the, the, the zoo, and Fest lived up on Sequoia. So we all grew up together. So we all got into rap and graffiti and breakdancing and all that. So we just kind of started hanging out, and, and, you know, music was one of the things we did. We also messed around with computers and video games and action figures, all the stuff little kids do. But rap was the one thing I think that really brought us together because it was an activity that you can do together, you know?
0: What Tajay and Tim House talked about really rang true for me as well with my experience in the Oakland music scene. I managed 22nd Gym, and we grew up together in Oakland. And it truly is something special about growing up with your partners, making music for fun, and then having some success in the industry with them. To this day, I walk around Oakland and I'll see someone riding by playing a gym song on full blast.
5: Don't make me stamp
0: that feeling of surprise that folks really like something you and your people came together to create, it'll never get old. Especially when the love is coming from your hometown. But that's the nature of the Oakland music scene. When somebody from here makes something the town likes, you're going to know we like it. Oakland Music aficionado D Naz reflected on what it was like hearing keek the sneak all over the town during his younger years.
6: So, you know, growing up again, I I knew what Three Times Crazy was, but I didn't really know who everybody was individually like that. Like I knew who it was, but I didn't know who everybody really was. And uh, I was like, sneak the saddle came out, so I had to have been like a freshman, sophomore in high school. And we on the bus, and you hear this peek have to beat. <laughs>
2: And I hear this cat rapping, I'm like, who, who the fuck is this? Like, who is this? He's like, it's Kate, Nikki, you understand it
6: is? I'm talking about the whole bus. I went to Tech. I'm on the bus all the way to 35th and cats are singing it and on repeat. And I'm like, you know, for me, I, I didn't know it. Like, I'm like, damn. So I had to go and my partner was like, bro, sneak Like, You don't know about sneak Are like, You're hella tripping? And I was like, right before I got into Euphoria, I started understanding more music and more about more Bay Area shit. But that was like a defining moment. Like, nigga, wait a minute, this nigga Keek is that nigga?
0: Bro, I, I like, I be thinking I'm tripping when I when I tell myself like, why did I think Keek the sneak was that big? But I'm like, bro, like. <sighs> White t shirt, blue jeans, and Nikes. Like, bro, yes. that shit was okay, yes. KML, yes. heavy in rotation. <laughs> that shit was going, bro. Dulling, bro. That, that was my AIM name. I had to be like 10 <laughs> when that shit came out, bro. I had to be 10, bro. I remember, like, I don't know, like, there was just something special about Keek, bro. And especially knowing that this was post Three Times Crazy, where they had their own little moment. I can only imagine what that was like, bro, in the 90s, bro, early 2000s, being on that bus.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: It's something about Oakland music that makes it feel like it's the center of the world when you're listening to it. Because you might go on YouTube and search a song by Oakland rap legend Keep the Sneak, and it only got 2 million plays. But to folks here in the town and the surrounding Bay Area, it felt like the biggest song in the world.
0: And that just speaks to the culture we have here. We are proud of our music. And it's played everywhere in the town. Whether you're on the bus, BART, the lake, wherever you at, the music is deeply ingrained in our daily lives.
6: Oakland's music, no matter how, no matter what, tempo or whatever, is soulful. The best way I can explain it, a friend of mine, she used to take students to South Africa. And, uh, 2017, she took 20 kids to South Africa and they're on a bus with some other kids from South Africa. There's these kids from West Oakland on the bus to South and kids in South Africa. And they're rapping Canadian Goose.
2: I'm about to run this m- Oh my god. I can't police no touches yeah. passing and laugh. F-15 was on the blaze, should have been up in class. I'm a scum son of a
6: And they're rapping it
4: with every
2: out of
6: their of their energy. And you felt that shit through a camera on the video, in the internet, like you felt that shit.
0: Bro, you got to send me that shit if you can find it. I'm going to find it.
6: And like, you, you see that shit and you're like, wait, who is, like who are they? Like it's, it's the sound of Oakland, the feeling of Oakland, when somebody get on a song, you feel like you know they're from there. Like you know it. When you talk about the town, like it's the way motherfuckers talk, you understand it. And you like, as soon as somebody open their mouth, you hear that shit. You can't, you can emulate it, but you can't, Duplicate it if that makes any sense.
2: Hey, it's not got the and don't basketball
0: Oakland has a bit of everything. Boy, probably, and one major characteristic of the people, people here ran 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 self-determination, the is self-determination. And it's rooted in the politics of the Panthers whether folks are aware of it or not. So come on people,
1: oh yeah, join
0: in the struggle, oh yeah, fight for
1: liberation, oh yeah, each and every generation, oh yeah. I say guns, pick up the guns, pick up the guns and put the pigs on the
0: ground. pick up the guns. From the adults to the youth, everyone felt the Panthers' influence. Here's Guapalé again.
3: You know, I personally know people that have been in the Black Panther movement or even gone to the Black Panther school, you know, as little kids when they were growing up. I feel like the image that we have is just Huey P. Newton and, you know, different Black Panthers armed and sunglasses, berets, and leather jackets in the streets— But most of what they were doing was like the free lunch program to feed students that otherwise might have been hungry.
2: In Oakland, in many ways a poor community, the Panthers are also known for their projects like the breakfast program for school children and for the community learning center. When we visited the center, we saw that they had a different approach to teaching and learning.
3: We're going to be meeting a student at the Learning Center, a young lady named. I feel like the free lunch program that influenced, I think, most of the U.S. in starting some of those lunch programs that are now just accessible to everyone. And that's not talked about a lot. And, you know, childcare programs for working parents and single parents so that there was a safe place for their kids to be and, you know, free clinics because not everyone can afford health care.
1: This aspect of self-determination that the Panthers displayed showed the people of Oakland that you can get it on your own with the help of your community. And the spirit of independence that the Panthers had translated into music.
3: I feel like that's the spirit that I'm proud of from the Bay Area. Even it bleeds into music, like... There's so many independent artists, you know, from Hyro, you know, Too Short, the 40 all these people, Martin Luther, Kev Choice, like Let Us Seek started out that way. People that have just said, like, there is an audience for my music and I don't need to wait to be discovered or to be marketed in a certain Way, I'm just gonna do it myself because I believe in it before I'm convinced otherwise.
1: Throughout Oakland's black history, one thing rings true if there wasn't a way, the people of Oakland would find one. Galapagos was one of those artists who found a way.
3: It went from just, like, performing at local parties and events and finishing that EP, starting a record label with my family called Skyblaze Recordings, and then linking up with Hyro. We had started working on some songs, and then they started distributing for us and basically just, like, built a crowd of my own so I could have some leverage in the music business.
0: In the conditions Guapalé refers to at the start of her career in the late 90s, early 2000s. If we flash forward to now, two decades later, I've had these same experiences as a manager. While artists like G-Eazy, Too Short, and Kamaya have had national and global success over the recent years, and Empire Distribution in San Francisco has established itself as a powerhouse record label, the industry infrastructure here does not exist the same way that it does in places like Atlanta, L.A., and New York. So the majority of our artists immerse themselves in the grind until labels pay attention, the same way Guapole did.
3: And then when I ended up getting a deal, it felt like empowering. I could still do the music that I wanted to.
1: And even though we started with Guapole, Really got to take it all the way back to hieroglyphics. Even she mentioned how she linked up with Hiro.
2: Yeah, it's time to take this act on the road. Come back, get back on up. The- you
0: In Oakland, no one has done it independently like Hiro has they have for sure laid a foundation. It goes beyond hit records and album sales. From them having their own recording studio, running a label that's responsible for many of our favorite hits growing up, to having the biggest independent hip hop festival every year in Oakland. With my compadres, from Oakland to Auckland, we always walk and talk like we got gang. I've traveled the canals of Venice uh-huh. and aroused crowds and South power with a single sentence. I penetrate the language barriers with positive vibes and bridge gaps with raps, keeping my spirit alive. And I thrive as I roam through zones, collecting my paper with these poems and songs. Getting a girl, grabbing the money and running. Uh-huh. Starting up companies and keeping the product. Coming hieroglyphics, adventures all around the globe. Mental enrichment, and we gotta get the dough.
1: Hyro is real-life living legends, and they gave a blueprint on how to do it. We tapped back in with Tim House, who's worked closely with Hyro over the years.
5: What I think Hyro has done is shown people that you don't need the machine. All you need is the people, and you can go from there. These are cats that started off as kids and grew up in the industry. Even though they were teenage rappers, their contemporaries and their peers at that time artistically treated them like like men. Just like that a
2: yeah. like, yeah. like that a like yeah.
0: in Hyro. They changed up the business side of music, creating merch, their own label. They gave not only Oakland a blueprint on how to be independent, but the entire West Coast. Here's D-Naz speaking on their significance.
6: When we look at what music is now and how artists are now putting merch in with album sales, Hyro was doing that, not with sales, but like as far as coining their logos and using the, the, the clothing lines and all these things, the hieroglyphics weren't only music. They were also just a whole industry from hieroglyphics. You had the clothing line, and you also had, as I was saying before, Tajay starting Clear Label. And the artists that came under Clear Label was a large group. I mean, like at Hyrule Studios, everybody was there. There were so many artists that came through to record or to use the space.
4: No, capture the Jewels and gems, it's a treasure hunt to stimulate your medulla stem. The furthest reaches are within your clutches. Concrete covered countries to the most buried regions, virgin territories, those exposed
1: to man-made. What D is referring to is Tajay's music label, Clear Label. Like I was saying earlier, Hyro also came up with Hyro Day, which is an independent music festival in Oakland.
6: Hyro Day is that celebration of independence. And like what? Oakland's music and the Bay Area's music. Is built on and it's not waiting on nobody, it's building your own and understanding that this group is one of the most toured groups of all time, you know, in hip hop. And this is a group that has continued to evolve and grow for damn near 30 some odd years.
1: And one of the best things about Hiro Day is that it's affordable to the people and it's an intergenerational experience. We got the OGs and youth. All vibing. And artists from all over the country that pull up from Sugar Free to Freddie Gibbs. And it's always around 9-3. AKA 93 to Infinity. you have a fun party with
0: In the midst of Oakland artists striving for independent success and national recognition, there have been a bunch of hits to come out the town. From MC Hammers Can't Touch This.
4: You can't touch this. You can't touch
0: to this. To the Loonies, I got five on
2: it. Yeah.
0: But one in particular that is probably one of the most sampled and wrapped over beats in history is 93 Till Infinity. Here's Tajay telling us about the process of recording that song.
4: We recorded 93 Till Infinity in 10 days. So this is probably day eight or day nine. A-plus was making beats, and uh, he came to the studio and was like, man, peep this beat I made for Pep. We all was like, uh, bruh, shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You gotta let us get on that. And then he, you know, Pep was gracious about it and let let us have it and everything. You know, it's all love, it's family. And we made the song that day. And so we were like, let's call this one 93 to infinity. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93 to this is how we chill from 93. And then it just grew to let's call the album 93 to infinity.
1: There's something that was just incredibly natural about this process. And that ended up working out for Souls of Mischief.
4: But it was basically A plus playing a beat that he made for Pep in the studio session and us getting on that thing right there and then it being. I guess, one of the strongest songs we've created, you know? But that's the way creation works. All this trying to plan to make a hit and all these algorithms and all that kind of stuff, it don't never really work like that. I mean, there's people who can tell you they can science a hit out, but those people are usually guys who already have hits, and so they have a formula, you know? We were brand new. And what made it even more special? They were all just kids. So for us to suss out a brand new hit, you know, in one studio session is pretty awesome. And, I was, you know, I was 17 when I recorded that, you know? What's up? This is Tajay of the Mighty Souls of Mischief Crew. I'm chilling with my man Festo, my man A, blessing my man oh You know he's dope. Yeah. And right now, you know we're just maxing in the studio. We're yeah. hailing from East Oakland, California, and um, sometimes we, it gets a little yeah. hectic out there. But right now, you <laughs> we know, know we gon' up you on how we just chill. Chill. Chill.
1: chill. And another iconic record is none other than Guapale's "Closer." It was a song that was just created naturally, with no major label trying to manufacture a hit. She just vibed out.
3: I was living with my mom. I was in Oakland. And I remember Amp Live had given me just the track on a CD when I was working at this clothing store on College Ave. I was singing backgrounds here and there, and I was doing some performing here and there, but I still, you know, was working a day job. And he was like, I think you would feel this track. And I went home, and literally the first time... I heard the music I could just kind of hear the refrain like I'm getting higher and higher closer to my dreams in my head and sometimes writing a song can be like a long process for me but with that one it just felt like it was already written and I just hit them back and I was like I want to record this idea you know I don't know if it's quite a song yet but I just have like this little idea I want to record and I went to his home studio sung it in the closet that was the sound booth and it was just gonna be like a reference you know and then come back to it and write it but we were like that vibe just felt good we just left it
0: there's so much duality in Oakland and I feel like it's exemplified through this song your mom could be cleaning the house to it on a Sunday morning or you could be at a house party and people would be dancing to it like it's E-40s tell me when to go
1: it's just a positive song when I'm down I listen to it and when I'm up I listen to it Dean naz talks about Closer
6: and Guapale's impact it's the duality Guapale's music is the conscious side it's the softer side you know what I mean like when you hear Guapale, you hear the beauty of Oakland. You know a lot of our music have shown the, the harsh realities. Uh, however, Guapale has shown the softer side, the beautiful side, and the love. Like it's shown like positive energy. Like when you think of Guapale, you think of the positivity.
0: The way the beat takes over your body and forces you to move a lot of energy—that isn't common for R&B songs. The emotions and movements that Closer brought out of folks in the town were specific to a particular kind of rap music birthed here in Oakland. That music would go on and start a movement, the hyphy movement. make them neighbors want to call a the streets up with what do you
1: smellin'? Earlier in the episode, we talked about Three Times Crazy and Keek to Sneak, and Keek, he was the first person to say hyphy, which was short for hyperactive.
2: Doing hella shit at one time I definition a hyphy, man, this I'm in the building and I'm feeling like, yeah, R.I.P. to the Mac, the so don't stop, keep it going. Some privilege in the back blowing. Hold it down for the bay, rappin' Oakland. If it wasn't for that granddaddy smoking cigarettes, I mean for sure. Know what I mean, For sure, know what I mean, sheets For sure, know what I mean, she For sure, know what I mean, she's. I don't put that on, that's my word. I don't put that on, that's my word. I don't think they know, that's my word. I don't put that on, that's my word.
0: And the hyphy movement, boy what a time that was. It was about getting active, going done. Which for those of you not familiar with the area, it means dancing a particular way.
2: Go stupid, go dumb, go, dumb. go stupid, go dumb, go.
0: Acting a specific way, wearing a tall tee, hitting the side spray painted hoodies, custom shirts, clear shoes, dread swinging d has perfectly described how we danced out here and what the energy of the town was like during that movie.
6: Troy Boy has one of the funniest skits on uh, IG when he's talking about showing how Oakland niggas dance, and, and he's just going it down the hell of different shit.
2: People from the Bay go stupid to any kind of music, my nigga.
6: It's like the Titanic song, and he's dancing, and like for us, the hyphy movement wasn't. Real. And I, what I mean by that is like, nigga, we've been doing this. Like we've been fucking going down. We've been how we, We've been, we've been hyphen. We've been on one. Like it wasn't a movement for us as a way of life. And it still is a way of life. Tell
2: me when
1: In a lot of ways, the hyphy movement shows just another way that Oakland and the rest of the Bay Area couldn't care less about other region sounds hy was just different. But now, almost 15 years post the hy movement, you have popular producers recreating the
0: songs. And mainstream artists are still sampling the hits from the time period. It just shows how innovative the town is. The stuff we were doing 15 years ago is what everyone else is on now.
1: And that's almost a metaphor for Oakland. Many movements have started here whether it was the Black Panther Party, the way soul music was transformed here, or the impacts of the sounds of the hyphy movement to my music. It's clear that Oakland is a cultural hub, and its impact continues to touch every corner
0: of mainstream culture. We know we didn't cover all of Oakland music history, because honestly, we could do a full show just on that. But over these two episodes, we gave you a glimpse of the people, moments, and movements that have shaped the town's music culture.
1: Well maybe that's our next series. Until then, I'm Delincy Parham. And I'm Abbas Muta Keen.
0: And this is Tales of the Town.
2: Go dumb, go dumb, US yeah Yeah, we feeling ourselves like the boy Matt Dry. And we suck in And we suck in with make you Yeah.
1: Next week on Tales of the Town.
4: Basically how I became homeless is uh, I got evicted out of the unit on West in, uh, MacArthur. And then I had to figure out, well, where am I going to stay? Where am I going to sleep at? Because I slept in my car for eight months. Here I am today, thank God.
0: That's next week on Tales of the Town. And before we go, don't forget that each Tales of the Town episode has an original single to go with it. Be sure to stream Party With The Gang by g Easy, Pilo, and Fredo Bags. Releasing this Friday.
5: I'm in the building, yeah. New protect,
4: I'm in effect. All flagrant, disrespect, get in sex. Yeah, she's a crook banger. That mean the whole crook banger. Hey. She just wanna know what it's like. She hey. just wanna party for a night. Hey. She just wanna try new things. She
2: just wanna, uh, she just wanna party with the gang, party with the gang, party with the gang. Hey. She just wanna party with the gang, party with the gang, mm-hmm. party with the She just wanna party with the gang. Yeah. Hey. Say she like the ice uh, up on his chains. Going yeah.
0: long when we walk in the club, we make it rain. VIP
1: players in the town. Tales of the Town is hosted and executive produced by me, Abbas Muntakeem and Dolancy Parham. Our senior producer is Maya Cueva Fact-checking is done by Dania Suleiman and Bashir Mack. Mixing and sound design is done by Pat Masidi Miller and Warren Newsom. The theme song was produced by Cheyenne G and Carrie
0: Lynn. Thank you to Guapale, Tajay, Tim House, and Dean nass If you like what you heard in this episode, check the description to find the links to the music. If you enjoy Tales of the Town, please give us a five-star review and make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from.
1: It's just a positive <laughs> I'm positive, all right? Believe me.
0: No. I got five on it, got it good. Why you treat me so bad?